Okay, so this is a uh, this is in response to a question from uh, my Patreon supporter Aveta, who has been very helpful of suggesting uh, useful topics, and uh, in, in this one is uh, no exception. Uh, she has asked for a white pill episode to talk about um, the hopeful aspects of of what we should be thinking about. Um, and this is, happens to be something I've been thinking about a lot and actively defending my psyche against um, on Twitter uh, because there's been a, a small number, but uh, enough of them to be annoying, of people who will come in and say, you know, we're all going to die, we'll never make it, this stupid sheeple will never do this mass recall thing and it's all a waste of time and blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I am blocking people who do that, um, because if you've been following me for, for any length of time, um, you know that, that there's only one way out of this. Uh, I, ha I, I did, I mean, if somebody has a better idea, tell me about it. But I went through all the ideas, all the ways that, we, that historically it has been possible to liberate people, and they've accounted for all of them in all of the documentation that I found. There's a specific counter that they've already anticipated and is ready. So um, it, it, <clears throat> mass recall happens to be something that's never been done before, and that's why it's going to work, because um, they didn't anticipate it. And it's simple, uh, and it's just an idea. And because of that... Um, it has a lot of features that are, are really good. Um, now, this, this there's there's some metaphysical aspects to all of this, maybe even some quantum aspects to all of this. Who knows? I mean, there actually was a study um, decades ago where they took the New York Times Scrabble, I think it was the Scrabble, and they they had a control group set aside that was not allowed to watch any media or re read the New York Times or do anything for a week. And they had them do the Scrabble, New York Times Scrabble game a week later. And they did much better than people normally would do. And so the idea here is that there may be some collective consciousness or, you know, I forget what the word for it is, but, but you know, some ability that humans have to draw upon the successful ideas of other people uh, and maybe it's just a cumulative thing. If enough people know about a particular thing, it becomes easier to know about it. Who knows? Um, this is a pretty weird idea, but um, it's it, it's one of the arguments for being positive. Because, you know, <clears throat> we know that in, in particular with science fiction, um, there's a lot of dystopian ideas that have been explored in science fiction, and I'm, I'm glad that I went through and have spent all this time over my life uh, taking in all the sci-fi so that I don't have to do it now. Uh, so I'm aware of most of the science fiction dystopian ideas, and so when I see things that are happening that are similar, it's not a surprise to me, and I don't have to have it explained to me, and I don't have to think about it all that much. Um, so I'm focusing my energy trying to think about ways to solve this problem and ways to, to promote the idea of mass recall and get people to understand what it means and how it might be done and why it's so important that this idea get out ahead of it ever being done. Um, it, ha no, it can't ever happen if people don't know about it, and people knowing about it will help it to be known.
this is, this is one of the aspects that I'm exploring. Um, so when, when, when you have these TV shows and books that are out and they have terrible dystopian ideas and everybody is watching them and everybody's thinking about them and everybody's talking about them, in some way that, that must have a manifestation effect on their coming to be. That's, this is one of the postulates. Um, and so it might be possible, if that's true, um, to to do the opposite, to manifest the, the positive outcomes by spreading the idea and having people be aware of the positive potential outcomes and the positive ideas instead of the negative ones. And this isn't to say that you should ignore any of the information that you come across. I mean, we all have to do our research and identify the bad guy's plans. But once we've identified bad guy's plans and come up with a, a counter to it, we shouldn't be dwelling on that negative plans or saying, oh my God, this is how it's going to be. We should prepare for this terrible future. Um, because really, that's giving up before we've even started. So the white pill aspect of this is, is, isn't to ignore reality. It's not to forget what we've learned about the evil plans of these terrible, malevolent, evil people. Um, it's to to do the opposite, to, to you know, if you want to call it magic or quantum whatever, um, you know, if people focus our thoughts, if, if there's any truth at all to the synchronicity thing, and, and maybe there are people who have just never seen any evidence of synchronicity and they just say that's all nonsense, and maybe they're, maybe they're right, who knows. But it can't hurt if there's a possibility that if everybody thinks about the positive outcomes that they become more likely um, then that's something we ought to do. It certainly is better for us anyway. Our, our psyches are better. It's, I would much rather spend the day thinking about how good things can be if we do the right thing than how bad things will be if we do nothing. Um, so this is a, f a fairly central thing to my whole approach. Um, and, and it always has been, an, you know, because you have to imagine what the right thing is going to what the good thing is going to be how you're what it's going to be like when you escape so when you're captive you should be thinking about what you're going to do when you escape because you will escape and you don't want to have no plan when you escape um, and that's a much better thing to do than to think about what you're going to do when you don't escape how you're going to react when you continue to be tortured you know what I mean? Like, what will my death look like when they finally decide to kill me? These are not helpful ideas, and they don't—they they benefit nobody, least of all yourself. Um, but there's this interesting possibility that if we focus our ideas on how wonderful it'll be in a decentralized world, if we don't have these evil, malevolent beings, whatever they are, human or not, um, trying to enslave and murder us all, wouldn't that be great? And, and and how do we go about that? And, and that's what I'm encouraging people to do. And I, I'm, I'm okay, open to talking about this topic, about mass recall, about because it's difficult. Um, and, and my idea is, is as well fleshed out as it is. It's still a simple idea, so there's, there's certainly things I haven't accounted for in it. So I'm, I'm not saying that I won't talk about it, but I don't like it when I hear people say, we're all going to die and the sheeple are just stupid and, and all that negative thought stuff, just it, it's not helpful.
and it's maybe it's a lot more than non-helpful. Maybe it's actually contributing to the to the the manifestation of the the worst possible outcome. Um, and if the fiction that we see on TV, because there's definitely what most people call predictive programming, and and you know certainly it seems to me that a lot of this is planned, and so so it's entirely possible that these particular scenarios are actually threaded into popular media to prepare people for when they actually do it. But there's also the possibility that in addition to that, that everybody anticipating that terrible outcome makes it more likely to happen, if if you believe in this sort of mind over matter type of interpretation. So if if that's true, then it would be better if we thought about the positives and we spread the idea of the positives. And, and instead of saying how terrible this, that, or the other thing is, although, again, we need to understand how bad things could be. I'm not saying ignore the bad stuff. I'm saying once you've, you know, it's, I, was, I was thinking about a way to think about this as sort of like an emergency kit. Like, you know, if, if you cut your finger off, you want to have the stuff available for if you cut your finger off. Um, because it would be stupid not to have a, some sort of an emergency kit around for when if you cut your finger off. But you don't spend all day thinking about cutting your finger off because you probably will cut your finger off if you do that. Um, but you, so you have this emergency kit you put together. You got your gauze. You got the whatever. Maybe a solder. You know the, whatever you need for that specific scenario. And you put it in your little emergency kit and you set it aside and hopefully pretty much forget about it except for the fact that it's there and it's got a cross on it and if you need an emergency, you go for it. And hopefully you've anticipated everything and it's all in the kit. But you don't think about it all the time. You don't think about what it's going to, you know what I mean? Like, like if somebody comes along and says, here's a new thing you should put in your emergency kit, fine. You think about that, maybe even go back and reevaluate the whole thing. But it's a finite process and you don't dwell on that negative. Um, so I think that's how we should be thinking about all these negatives, is we should assess them, uh, think about them thoroughly, uh, con- converse with each other about them. I'm not saying don't talk about it, but, but definitely don't assume that that's what it's going to be. We shouldn't be planning our lives about around having a totalitarian dictatorship controlling all human life forever. That's, that means we lost. <coughs> so, as, uh, another aspect of this, one of the possibilities is to, to sort of fight back against this with, with counter-popular media. I don't know how popular we can make it, but as, as popular as we can make it, to have stories and fictional ideas that detail and illustrate how good things could be uh, and how we could might address some of the problems that people you know eventually come to realize we're going to face so if mass recall happens i'm i shouldn't even say if mass recall is going to happen because we are not going to allow the human race to be subjugated that's not going to happen so that means that it's we're going to stop it and the only way to stop it is mass recall so that means mass recall is going to happen um and at some point, when we actually are able to become decentralized and we have, for the most part, stopped everything that's happening, and there's going to be, at the end of it all, an enormous amount of, of resources in the hands of a very small number of true psychopaths. 
and they're probably going to hide. This is my, my, my ultimate conclusion about this, is they're going to try to hide, and they're going to hide in bunkers. Um, because the bunkers are all are all made specifically to hide for those people. Um, those are the people that would be in the bunkers in any emergency scenario anyway. The bunkers are not made for you and me. The bunkers are made for the psychopaths. So, so it seems to me like the best possible plan for after mass recall, once we win and liberate humanity and we start to have this pushback, a real pushback, not the pushback that the lockstep document anticipates of people randomly committing violence because they're frustrated, but pushback against these psychopaths so that they can never be allowed to do this ever again, which means capturing them. And they're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be in bunkers and they're going to be well-defended bunkers. So, so I had this idea of, of a fictional series called Bunker Hunters. And so once the world is liberated, um, instead of governments, we form sort of family-based large organizations and companies can form, not corporations, but companies. And they'll be family companies primarily. Um, and they'll be specialists who, who are really good at particular things. And, and so it seems like this story idea would be a good one because we could actually flesh out these ideas as fictional stories and you know, an episode structure for a show whether it be a radio show, a radio drama, or a TV show, or movies, or, or just text, or whatever. But um, I'd like to get people involved in writing these Bunker Hunters episodes, and then selecting the best of them, and then promoting those episodes in some organized fashion. I haven't really figured out exactly how this is going to work. Um, but it seems like we have enough time. But, you know, when I, when I came up with this idea, I was still thinking everyone was going to realize what was happening and we would have this quick need to do mass recall. Obviously, that's not happening. So it's going to take a lot longer. There's going to be a lot more deaths, therefore, but that's unavoidable. Um, so, so as, But as people die and they become aware of what's happening, mass recall is going to become more realistic. And eventually mass recall is going to happen and then we're going to win. And then what happens after that? Um, so this Bunker Hunters idea is, is a good one. It, it's something that we could actually get people interested in. It would be, it would be a, a much more entertaining thing, I think, for people than to watch zombie movies. I mean, as much as I like Walking Dead and zombie stuff, I think maybe we should be consciously making an effort to not think about zombies, um, because that seems to serve the purposes of the, the global totalitarian corporatist state, frankly. Um, that seems to hurt our psyches to think about, you know, these dystopian futures. Um, and if you've probably noticed, the, the news media, part of the cybernetic social engineering apparatus, has been actively promoting these ideas, in particular zombies. Like, you know, they, I think they even had the, um, the CDC or the FDA made a comment about zombies, like, this is what you do in a zombie outbreak. It's like, this, this shit, they're really pushing it. Um, so I think there is something to this psychological fixation uh, on on the negative, making the negative more likely. So if we get our psychological fixation on the positive, then we make the positive more likely. Um, I am certain that mass recall will happen, but I think it will happen faster, and more people will understand what it is and, wh and why we need it um, if we th think about it and talk about it more. Um, 
So it's an interesting possibility. Um, you know, maybe there's some quantum reason why this is the case. Maybe it's maybe there's some religious reason, spiritual reason. I don't know. Um, but it does seem like there's some evidence, some actual evidence, at least in that New York Times um, Scrabble thing, not, not Scrabble, crosswords. Uh, crossword tests, there does seem to be some evidence of collective consciousness. Um, so if, if we have more people thinking about these positive outcomes, I think that should produce a more likely you know, outcome that is positive. And we are fighting against people who are constantly thinking about negative things. And so I get a little miffed when people who ought to be on my side and they see the, the threat that we have, but they are still psychologically stuck in this negative mindset. And we need to be in the positive mindset. So for now, we need to be spreading the word about mass recall, maintaining a positive mindset such that we can. We do have to describe to people how bad it could be. So to some extent, we have to talk about the, 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 the bad stuff. But for the rest of the time, we should not be focused on that. Um, it doesn't help us. It's not good for us to be doing that. Um, and, and that's not going to be the future. Uh, so let's think about the future that we want, not the future they want. And talk about mass recall and explain it. Uh, and and explain the negative aspects of why mass recall is going to be necessary, but maybe spend a little bit more time talking about the, the positives of mass recall and, and how it would be better. Um, and try to discourage people from, from, from dismissing it, uh, because the dismissing it is always based on this assumption that the bad guys are going to win. And I, I don't think the bad guys are going to win. The bad guys can't win. That's, this is kind of key to all of this. Is If you believe the bad guys won't win, then we can start thinking about what we do afterwards. Um, and Bunker Hunters is, I think, a really good way, a really practical thing we might, we're, we're going to have to do. They are going to survive. The really bad guys are going to survive. Um, it's, all, it's going to be their minions that get crushed in whatever fighting actually happens. If we can avoid almost all the fighting and just force them to capitulate, they're going to retreat into their bunkers and we'll have to find them and, and root them out. So let's think about how finding them and rooting them out might happen, how, how that whole process might work. Um, and you can look at the thread on Twitter about bunker hunters. I think I put it up today or, or referred to it somehow, but I'll, I'll put it up more directly again. Um, it's a simple idea again, too, um, but I think it's I think it's helpful. So, such as it is, this is the white pill episode, uh, and it's about the power of positive thinking and maintaining a, a positive mindset and and being somewhat intolerant of people who are are, are naysayers because uh, we don't have time for that. It's uh, if if somebody knows enough to be a naysayer. They ought not to be naysaying. That's, that's my attitude at this point. Um, so keep your head up uh, and, and believe that we're going to win because we have to win. So believe it.